Good morning, everyone. I haven't been out here doing this sort of thing for a long time, so if you don't smile, I'll be in trouble. Okay, you're all ready to smile. Okay. Well, what we're dealing with today, we're still talking about freedom in Christ. And this morning, when it comes up, the freedom in Christ, and I'm dealing with some blockages to healing. It's up. Okay. And there's a verse in Hosea 4, 6, as you can read. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now, we think that knowledge is just stuff that we've got in our heads that we need to hear from the world or whatever. But God is saying something differently here. It's knowledge about what can trip us up. And mostly they're sin. But we don't think of sin the same way as in the bigger area, we often think of things like murder, adultery, and things like that that are sin. But some sins that we commit, we, they just go under the radar and we don't recognize them as sin. Now, I've got to put my glasses on and I can see you better over the top of my glasses. Oh, okay. Go figure. Okay, so what I have here is we can't keep our sin. That's sins like unforgiveness, which has been dealt with quite a lot over the last few weeks, or fear, fear is sin, or rejection, self-hatred, anxiety. Is there anybody who's ever been anxious about anything? Have you ever worried about anything? Mm. Well, join the group. It's all sin, though. And we can't, we can't uh, keep our sin and receive God's blessings at the same time. And those blessings that I'm talking about are the blessings of healing. Now, God is just an absolutely amazing God. Amen. He's done everything that he can do to get healing to us in every area. And so he doesn't want us to be sick. I was saying to um, someone earlier this morning, we don't have to be sick to die. Wouldn't it be a much better idea to just go to bed and end up in heaven the next day? Wonderful. Well, why do we have to be sick? That comes from the devil. So we don't need sickness. And it's not God's will for us. And so we need to get rid of the things that would be causing sickness. The consequences of sin can bind us to a disease. We don't recognize it at the time. We wouldn't want to do that. But those things that bind us to a, a disease will try to kill us. So we don't need that. Not yet. This there's plenty of death to go around by the way you don't have to wait for it there's not people living now 100 years, 120 years old just waiting to die it's not a problem so when death comes you don't have to worry about it Mm. powers of darkness cause the deception that prevent us seeing root problems of a lot of diseases so this is what I'm going to be dealing with today and 
the next slide, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, physical or natural, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Now, strongholds have been mentioned a lot by Mark in the last few uh, weeks and also Jade mentioned it again this morning, the strongholds. Do you know what strongholds are? They're strongholds over your mind lies that you've believed and you actually believe them to be the truth. So they're strongholds, they're lies, and they've been built up in our lives because we've been believing them to be the truth. And what is the ultimate truth? The word of God. So these strongholds are against the word of God. So then casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now we've had a lot on thoughts too. Thoughts that lead to um, emotions. And if they stay around, those thoughts and emotions stay around long enough, they will drop down into your spirit. You are a spirit person. You are not your body. Mm, amen. Somebody, one of the girls said this morning that um, the thoughts and the difference that they make. Well, we need to actually be able to distinguish the thoughts that are in our souls that are causing the problems in our spirits to go that way or into our bodies. So we have, uh, we are a spirit person and we have a soul and we live in a body. That's the three sections of our being. So that's why from your spirit person who you really are, you can speak to your body and you can tell it to line up to the word of God. You can speak to your thoughts and you can say, no, I'm not having that thought. It doesn't belong to the word of God. You are not your soul. You are not your body. You are, are a spirit person. So the inner person needs to rise up and Amen. say, no, I don't want these thoughts or these strongholds. Amen. We build strongholds of darkness when we believe those lies. Okay, we build it up. We build up those strongholds. We're the ones who have to tear them down. And, and we have to tear them down by believing the truth. Okay, Amen. next slide. And that part of that last one was actually bringing every thought into captivity. We've spoken about the strongholds, now the thoughts. Now, I, I like this because this shows you the progression of what happens when you get a thought. So a thought, you reap words. Sow those words and speak them out and you will reap your actions. Sow actions, you'll reap a habit. Sow a habit and you reap a lifestyle. Now, there are not very many people who would want a lifestyle of wrong thoughts that are against the word of God. That's not why we're here. We're here to worship this mighty creator God 
who loves us so incredibly. Amen. So we're not going to want a lifestyle that's going to be believing a lot of lies because we keep on building up these thoughts. Okay. If we, so if we want to change any of, of our, any of those things, our words, actions, habit or lifestyle, we have to change our thoughts. Amen. Okay. Next one. <clears throat> John eight thirty one to 32. If you abide in my word, you are my, my disciples indeed. That says if. Mm. It doesn't mean that it happens automatically because the word is true. So if you abide in the word of God, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. That's free from the strongholds. That's free from the lies. Mm. You can't keep on going down the track of believing lies and getting your thoughts wrong and, and still believing God at the same time. He doesn't like double-minded people. Okay, but the truth that makes us free is truth that's believed and acted on. Now, in the Western way of thinking, we want to get it all up here before we do anything about it. I see some of you are not smiling. Come on. (laughs) That's better. Okay. So the truth that makes us free is truth that we believe and we act on it. It makes a difference to our lifestyle. So it's not just truth that you believe in your head. If you don't act on it, you didn't really believe it properly. Okay, and, it, and of course to do that, the truth shall make you free because it will free you from the stronghold of the lies that you believed. Praise God. Thank okay, you, Okay, next one. James 5, 15, 16a. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord will raise him up and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore... Confess your trespasses or your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Do you see that? Do you see that it says if you commit sin, they'll be forgiven? But it's talking about sickness and healing. And also check out Luke 5:18 to 15 where Jesus first 25. forgives and then heals a paralyzed man. So there is a connection between sin and sickness. Now, we don't want to think that. We, don't, we want other people to be responsible for our health a lot of the time. So we want to go to the doctor and to the hospital or wherever to get our healing. Now, if they didn't exist, I think we'd all be dead that, and probably buried too if there was anyone left around to bury us. Because we've needed the medical society and God has put a lot of wisdom into uh, the doctors and the hospitals and so on to have the medical science that we have at the moment. But ultimately, they are not, our, uh, they are not responsible for our health. We are. So if there's anything wrong with our health, the first thing that we should do is go to the person who made us. 
and find out what it is. We may need to go to a doctor. We may need to go to a hospital. But also we may need to go to him and we may need to find out if there's a root cause of this disease that's a sin and we're hanging on to it and expecting God to heal us at the same time. It doesn't work. When, when you were a baby Christian, or even before you were a Christian, uh, God sometimes heals and does some amazing things to show his love. But when we grow up as a Christian and we're not babes any longer and we're, we're, we're growing, he wants us to be responsible. So he's wanting to do something in all of us. And therefore, it says confess. So this, the connection between sin and disease, even the medical fraternity, are accepting it now as being about 80% of every sickness has got a spiritual root. That's about 80%. Now, that would be 80 out of 100 people here if you want to get the idea. It doesn't mean that every, every sin, at least, causes a disease, but it will work out in your life somehow. And it doesn't mean that every sickness has got a spiritual root. But 80% of them have. So therefore, it seems to me that the best thing to do would be for us to go to the Lord to find out if the sickness that we have has got a spiritual root so that we can get rid of it. Okay? We have to answer to God for how we've cared for our temples. Remember I said we are spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. Our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Our bodies are like tents. Our, our bodies need to be looked after because God gave them to us to look after. So we have a job to do. And he's given us our bodies to live in. And if you didn't have one, you'd, I don't think we'd be looking at you. But... Also, we have found that those who get their healing very quickly are those who really want to be right with God more than they want their healing. Now, that's pretty hard at times because you could have a sickness that's very incapacitating, very difficult to live with, and so you're desperate to get that healing. But if you love God and want to be right with him more than you want your healing, you'll find that repentance and forgiveness, the two things that are necessary to get rid of sin out of our lives, they will come very easily if God is the number one focus of your life. So if you keep that in mind, if you're not feeling well, remember God wants you healed too. After all, he loves you. He loves you the way you are. He, he doesn't love the person you're going to be in 10 years' time. He's not thinking of you as a baby. He loves you the way you are. He may want you to change, but he will do it in you, providing you get right with him. 
So anyway, if you have any problem, any problems, sorry, nearly ate it, uh, with any sicknesses that you can't find any answers to, well, perhaps there could be something here that I'm going to mention. And these things here are only just uh, one of a few that I could mention, but just to give you an idea of how different things come from different types of sin. So there are such things too, as, as we all know, that sicknesses and, uh, can also include flu and colds and things like that. And that can be a spirit of infirmity. That's the best thing to go for if you happen to have a lot of those. But also, you could be have a car accident or something like that. That doesn't mean it's a spiritual root. It's most likely got something to do with the fact that we live in a broken world. And things go wrong in this world. If only they didn't, we would be marvellous, but, but we'd be weak and ineffective. So the, the things that we have to battle in this broken world make us very compassionate for those who are also battling the same sort of things. Okay? So I've just written a few things down here. Uh, does anybody know anybody who's ever had any osteoporosis? It's a weakening of the bones. It's a, a, a disease that causes the bones eventually to crumble. Does anyone know anyone who's ever had anything? Well, sometimes, and I said 80% of the time, not all of the time, but the root causes of osteoporosis is envy and jealousy. And how many of you know that envy and jealousy are sins. We can't afford to, to be in sin and expect to be whole. Then another one, allergies, multiple chemical sensitivity. There's a lot of those come from a broken heart, a wounded spirit, and they're caused by fear and anxiety. Well, we've already mentioned anxiety, and we've already mentioned fear. Now, these are sins. This is where I was tripped up for so long because I didn't see that these things were sin. I thought that's just the way the world is. Everybody has fear. Everybody gets anxious at times. I didn't see that it was sin. But it is. It's in the Word. And if it's against what the Word of God says and what God tells us, then we know it's a sin. He said, fear not. And anxiety will come from fear, the same as stress and worry will. There's another one here, heart attacks. Anybody who has a heart attack, very often the root cause of those are fear and anger. Do you note how many times fear is coming up? It's the greatest weapon that the powers of darkness have against us because a fear will be able to control you, to make you do things that you wouldn't normally want to do. So, and the next one, high blood pressure, ulcers, eczema. Now, I had eczema too for a while 
and I've had high, high blood pressure. Anybody else had the problem with high blood pressure? Maybe I'm the only one. Nobody else? I know some of you have because you've told me. <laughs> well, it comes from fear, anxiety and stress. Now, I didn't realise that I was in sin but my body eventually got it and started to get the, the consequences of the sin. So all fear comes from not trusting God and not trusting his word. So what do you have to do to know his word? You have to read it. You have to meditate on it. If you don't know his word, fear has much more chance of of getting a hold of you. And, and that means reading all of the Bible. It doesn't mean reading it in a certain period of time, but not just taking a verse every here and there because you like that particular verse or you think it adds up to something else, but reading the Word of God the way it was written. There's another one. The root of all autoimmune diseases, like... Thyroid problems, I'll mention that one in particular. Um, I have a son, my younger son, who has a thyroid problem and he's medicating himself. And so he's taking the extra iodine. And I said to him, the root cause of your problem is self-rejection, self-hatred, guilt or self-bitterness. And he said, but I'm getting better on the medication that I'm taking. And that's very possible. But the problem is that if you've got the sin inside anywhere, it will break out somewhere else and you'll get a different sickness, a different disease, a different problem. Because you can go and get medic medicine for some different diseases and problems, but if that's if that root cause is still in there, it's going to produce the tree. It's going to, the root is going to produce the tree, the branches, the fruit. So it will continue to grow until you get rid of it, rid of it from your life. It can also, this self-rejection, self-hatred, guilt or self-bitterness, some of them have got other things attached to them. It also affects the liver and, and the pancreas, and as you know from Shireen, you know that she had scleroderma, which also comes, it's, a, it's an autoimmune disease, and it comes from that. So the root of all addictions. Now, I don't know whether you've ever had an addiction. It could be alcohol, but it could be coffee. It could be food and eating more than your body needs. It could be shopping. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, it, it could be chocolate. I don't know. I don't know what your addiction is. The, some, the thing that Mark was mentioning just a couple of weeks ago, try not, going, not having it for a while, and you'll find out whether you've got an addiction or not. Okay, the, anyway, the root of all types of addictions is lack of self-esteem, self insecurity, 
and the need for more love. Now, when I say need for more love, there's probably love there, but if you've got the, uh, the problems of insecurity, you're probably wanting more love than what's able to be given by anybody else. So you can get it in God, because he is love. Mm. He'll give you all the love you ever need, but you have to be able to accept it and rely on it. Mm. So if you have any types of addictions, there are some of the answers. Now, I wanted to go on to uh, bitterness, which is the big one that, that uh, uh, has been dealt with last week by Liz. And a couple of weeks earlier, Mark had something to say one morning about how the Lord woke him up to talk about unforgiveness. And, and this uh, bitterness is almost always involved with arthritis and it's also involved in most cancers. You can see the effects of sin in your life. Bitterness. You might think, well, that's just me. That's just the way I am. But it's going to tear up your life and you will not be able to do what God created you to do. So I'll explain a little bit more about bitterness. Okay, so bitterness is actually has seven, seven spirits and, uh, underneath it. And they all reinforce the bitterness and extend it. So the first one is unforgiveness. And as I said, this has been mentioned a lot. And I know that there are people here because it's, this is the third time. And I didn't know when I was preparing even my, my mind to do this this morning. I didn't know that Liz was going to speak about it last week. And so there's somebody here that Lord, the Lord is actually speaking to you and wanting you to get rid of the unforgiveness before it leads to the bitterness. Now, I could actually tell you where, where somebody is sitting who God is speaking to specifically. But I want you to think about it yourself, of whether there's any unforgiveness in there at all it's keeping a mental record of hurts and offences, unwilling to forgive, justifying yourself. You don't want to forgive the other person. It, it leads to, eventually, if unforgiveness stays there, it leads to resentment. Now, that's meditating on the wrong. This starts to tie you to the offence and to the person. Now, you think that you don't like that happening to you, but just by hanging on to the offence, the sin, you are being linked to that person and to their sin. If you want to be free from their sin, and as Liz said last week, it doesn't mean that what they did was right. It means that you need to come free from it. Now, if you don't forgive... You'll be linked to that person and to that sin. It's really important to recognize that this is a progressive thing 
leading to so much bitterness. But you need to forgive and you need to get rid of resentment out of your life. It's an evil spirit or it's a sin, one or the other. And that leads, leads to the retaliation. It's payback time. You want to retaliate. You want to pay them back. You want to let them know that, that you, are, you know how to get even with them. And this is not good. It's tearing up your life, not just theirs. Anger comes in next. Anger is a strong, uh, strong feelings that can be seen and felt and heard. If, if, if somebody is really angry, can't you hear it in their voice? Can't you see it by their demeanour? It, it's just so obvious that anger is going to make it, it it's, it's going to hurt your life, but it's going to hurt other people's lives as well. Now, the next one, we go on to something and we're getting really getting to heavy stuff from unforgiveness. It starts there. You've got to learn to forgive, and there are lots of reasons why you should. One is that it's a sin, and therefore you can't be right with God. And as both Mark and Liz have said, unforgiveness is not going to... It's a choice, by the way. You choose to forgive. It's not a feeling. You choose to forgive that person. Anyway, I forgot what I was going to say before. <laughs> so hatred, you can't stand to be near the person. <clears throat> you don't want to be in the same room as them. You are actually having thoughts of trying to eliminate them from your life so that you don't want to have anything more to do with them ever. Now, and it, it's not hard to see that this is... Um, it's a very hard-hearted feeling and it's the reason for a lot of breakdowns in relationships, particularly in families, where the hatred itself wants, you out of, wants to get you out of that person's life. So you're starting to get the thoughts. The thoughts are wrong. The thoughts are your choice. You can get them out of your life by forgiving and then it goes on from hatred into violence, making the other one experience how you feel. Anger and hatred in action. You want them to know. And so you want them, you'll do whatever you can if you get to that stage to be violent against them in any way. The next one is murder. It can be physical. We hear about it a lot. It's happening all of the time. But right back at the very beginning, the first verse that I used was, my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. God's saying, these are my people. They're being destroyed. My people, not the ones in the world system. So when you're a Christian, you're one of his people. And sometimes it might not be physical because you've got more, more sense than that, but it's verbal. 
So you can actually abuse them or gossip about them or destroy their character. That's, that's the murder. You're murdering a person's character and their, their chances sometimes of making a future for themselves. So this all starts with unforgiveness. That's the, uh, the murder is the final fruit of bitterness. These seven things that I've mentioned are all part of bitterness. And who wants to have a lifestyle of being bitter all of the time? And God doesn't want you to. He wants you to be free. This is freedom in Christ that we're talking about. Freedom from the things that we didn't know about, perhaps. I didn't know that unforgiveness would lead to those things. Most people don't. But then somewhere it had to start for those who are committing these things. And one of the reasons why you can set, why you can get rid of unforgiveness is if you recognise that you need to separate, be able to separate the sin from the person. Some of the things that are done to us are horrible. Some of them, you wonder why this could possibly happen. But it's because we live in a broken world and other people are broken and they can do some things against us. But we need to be able to separate the sin from the person. We have to hate the sin, but we have to love the person. There's not one person on this earth who God doesn't love. We're very special in his eyes. He wants us free, but he wants to use us for his glory. So he wants these things out of our lives. He doesn't want us tied to somebody else's sin. Just imagine some of the things that happen in the world. If we were tied to all of them, how free would we be? couldn't possibly call it freedom, we'd be in terrible bondage. And the, what I was calling this message was uh, about some blockages that prevent us being free, some of the blockages that we've had in our lives because we haven't recognised the sin. But there's always good news. Hallelujah. So if Satan and the powers of darkness... And deception, which is one of the main things that the devil uses against us, is deceiving us into believing his lies. But if he can mess up our lives, who do you think can set us free? Hallelujah. And how, how is, did, did you hear I said at one stage, there are two main things we have to do when we recognize that we're in sin, is repentance and forgiveness. There are a lot of other things that we need to repent of, but we need to know them specifically if we've got a particular disease. God wants us free from it. God wants you free from it. Now, I'm not going to be praying for anybody this morning to be free from these things, but if any of you need any help with some of the sicknesses in your life and you don't know the root causes of them, there are a lot that I didn't mention that I already have the root causes of. And, but if you, if you need any help, 
say no lo me. Yeah. Okay. Say Jesus. Say Jesus. <laughs> but God is bigger than any sickness. He is bigger than any problem that you've got. There is a way out. But we don't need to be caught in that fear that makes us so afraid. There were so many that I mentioned of those root causes that have got to do with fear. And he doesn't want us so caught up in fear, or perhaps it's pride, that says, I won't get help. There's no indictment against anybody. There's nothing against anyone if, if you've got a sickness or if you've got sin and you don't know about it. The problem is if you've got sin in your life or you've got sickness in your life and you don't want to do anything about it, you just want somebody else to do it. That's immature. That's being a child. It's time to grow up. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm so glad that you all love the Lord, that you t truly want to be free. And I'm so happy that you smiled.